This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This morning, Violet's writing prompt was to write the 10 most interesting things about her. Do you want to hear them? (laughs) Of course I do. Okay. I like to sing. I can rollerblade. I have a lot of pets. I am a good helper. I am a great babysitter. I am a strong swimmer. I am a good writer. I can draw. I am funny. I love Starbucks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Starbucks. (laughs) I love that she wrapped it up with Starbucks. That's amazing. (laughs) That was the ultimate. Yes. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why it's important to think about the basics. Then, in a day in the life, we'll take you from start to finish on a typical day of running season two of Fantasy Island. And finally, this week's Hollywood hack is Earth-friendly. But Liz, first we have an update. We got the greatest email from Janet. She said, I have the ultimate pairing. Is that the right word if you're doing three things at once? I have my feet in Sarah's foot massager under my desk, and I am watching Liz's favorite show, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, on my tablet while doing the dreaded task of paying bills. Never thought I'd say this. I love paying bills. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, love your podcast, even though I'm an aerospace engineer. We have an aerospace engineer listener. I'm so excited. I know. She also says she went to Columbia like I did. So fellow alumna. Sarah, I love this. You know I love a good pairing. I don't know. I was trying to think, what do you call it if it's three things? Like a tripling? A trio? Yeah, a tripling. Yeah, a tripling. I like a tripling. This is a good Sounds tripling. a little mystical, too. Yes, it's a tripling. a ritual. The tripling <laughs> yeah. ritual. So thank you for that, Janet. Also, we wanted to remind our listeners that we are preparing for our upcoming spring listener questions episode. We've started getting questions Love it. Keep them coming. Our email address is happierinhollywood at gmail.com. You can also pose questions in our Facebook group. If you don't belong and you'd like to belong, it's the best Facebook group. So much great advice there, Sarah. We get so much advice from the Facebook group. We do. Uh, search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join that conversation, and you can also put questions there. Okay, Liz, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's Think About the Basics. Yes. So this came about for a couple of reasons. One, you're in a new space. And so you're in a headspace to think about what you need as you launch your writing career from Ojai, your new house in Ojai. 
And then also we are in the biggest crunch of our lives. The next four weeks are going to be the hardest of our entire career. Well, when you put it that way, you make it sound not that fun, Liz. (laughs) I know. It's not, Um, you know, sometimes it's not a fun job. That's true. And this is that time. Yes. So what I realized, because I'm taking the room in my new house and the third bedroom is my office, I don't have a comfortable place to sit. Like, I still have boxes. My treadmill desk is here where I spend a lot of the day, but there are some times when I just want to sit down. And I have this chair that was in my living room that's pretty but not comfortable. I don't have, like, a desk in front of it. My podcast setup is literally on an ottoman with on a crate on an ottoman, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's just not functional. So I need to start from square one, think about the basics and get a good setup of some kind and a comfortable chair. Yes, you definitely need a comfortable chair. That is a must. So Sarah, you're lacking the comfortable chair. But as we get into this period, I w- like, for instance, in terms of having the basics, I was at the drugstore the other day and I stocked up on icebreakers because I love icebreakers. And I was like, I am going to need a lot of icebreakers to get through this time. And I want them at the ready. Did you get like the big bin of icebreakers? No, just a bunch of the the little. little, Yes, just a bunch of the little packs. I probably should get a bin. You should. (laughs) Yeah. And then one basic that I have that I'm really loving is in this office, I have a mini fridge. And I put Diet Coke in it. It has coconut water in it. That is such a handy thing to have because I don't have to, like, go out to the kitchen to get a drink and get all in the middle of other people's business. I just stay here. I have my drink right there. A mini fridge in the office is a, that's a great idea. It's key. Now, Sarah, I also realized one thing I need to get as we launch into this is for whatever reason, I just don't have enough pens. I feel like none of my pens work. I pick up a pen, I start to write, it doesn't write, and I'm always scrounging for a decent pen. And as a writer, yes, we do most of our work on computers and iPads, but I do need pens. You know something I realized also about pens lately? Because someone else bought me a bunch of pens, Hmm. and they're pens with lids, and I can't, I always have something in one hand, you know? Mm-hmm. So I realized I need click pens, not mm. pens with lids that require like opening and dealing right. with the lid and all of that stuff. I've never thought about that before. You're right. Well, because <laughs> I, I realize I usually get my own pens. As I get my new pens this weekend, I will get click pens. Good advice. Yes. <laughs> now, Sarah, you know what this reminds me of? Way back in episode 95 of Happier, Gretchen and I talked about mise en place, I think is how you pronounce yes. it. Yes. And that's basically the concept of when a chef is getting ready to cook, they get everything in place. They do all their chopping and peeling and whatever, scrubbing, whatever else it is chefs do, and they have it all ready, and then they they can cook. And so I feel like this, you know, make sure you attend to the basics is similar to that. It's like get everything in place so that you can then act. Yes, the chef's work is cooking something wonderful. Our work is, uh, you know, <laughs> all of these other things. Yeah, which we'll talk about Creating in this something wonderful. day of a life. Yes. But 
So the question is to look at your situation and ask yourself, what are your basics? What are you missing from your workspace that would make it way more comfortable and user-friendly for you? And can you adjust that situation? We're going to be working on that ourselves. (laughs) Yes, we are. Uh, But definitely, everyone, we want to hear from you. Let us know. You might give us ideas about things we could do to sort of have our basics covered better. For instance, Sarah, you gave me the idea of the mini fridge, which ding, ding, ding. Great idea. Yes. And coming up, we'll reveal what a typical day looks like for us on season two of Fantasy Island. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, we are back and it's time for a day in the life in which we provide a window into the job of show running. Now, this is obviously very specific to us, but we get a lot of questions from people asking, what does a showrunner do? It's a very nebulous term. <laughs> so we've decided once in a while, we'll just share what a typical day is. And it's a window into the very many varied things we do. Yes. And the day we picked for this day on the life is Tuesday of this week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is Tuesday. So for me, Tuesday started at 5.30 a.m. You had done notes on the cut of 204 the previous night, but I had just collapsed. Uh, So I got up at 5.30. I did notes on the cut of 2.04 because we really wanted the notes in before our editor starts work in Puerto Rico, which is three hours later. Now, Sarah, we should say for anyone who doesn't know, when we say doing notes on a cut, that means the editor sends us a cut of the show, meaning we can watch the episode And then we give notes like, oh, we'd like a close-up here. Can we tighten this moment? Can we make this other moment land harder? Can we change the music? So those are the types of notes. And we do that a few times. We do it on the director's cut. Then we do it on the producer's cut, which is ours, a few times. And then it goes to the studio at Network, and they give their notes. Yes. And then, Liz, at 6.30... We got a very, yes, <laughs> a very this is where I came text. into the mix. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I called you at 6.30 in the morning because we had just gotten a text from Puerto Rico about a COVID case that was going to affect production. Yes. And last year we had very few COVID issues. 
But this year, it just feels like everyone's kind of letting down their guard, understandably, mm-hmm. and we have a lot more COVID. And the new variant is so contagious. Yes. Although less severe, it seems, it's more contagious. So people are getting it. Now, we should mention they're getting it not on set, where the protocols really are so strict, it would be very hard to get, but they're getting it outside of set. Yeah, and in Puerto Rico, the numbers for COVID are actually pretty high. In a lot of places, they're still very low and hopefully will stay low, but they're not in Puerto Rico right now. So we got on the phone, then we called our line producer. We had a conversation about what this is going to do to our production schedule, who else it affects, all of those things. Yes. I started the day with a huge <laughs> jolt of adrenaline. I was thinking, well, that woke me up. I mean, I didn't have that period of gr- time where you're groggy in the morning. I just like, right. as soon as I saw that text, I was like, wah. Out of bed. Yes. For some people, it takes coffee. For you, it took COVID. Yes. Um, Then at 9 a.m., you and I got on the phone to organize our day. Yes. Which is just a lot of like, who should be doing what? What's the most efficient use of our time? What are the things we need to focus on today? All of that. And then at 9.30, we were still on the phone and we got a call from our manager. We do a weekly call with our manager, Diane Fraser, who is so awesome. And we talked with her about new projects, negotiations, just all of that businessy stuff. Yes. Then at 10, that's when our room typically starts. Sometimes we start earlier, but often you and I have so much to do earlier that we just prefer to start at 10, where we were talking about 2.12, Episode 212, which then, by the way, two days later, (laughs) turned into 213. Yes, it's such a fun episode. And then we had some production things come up and we were like, wait a minute, this should be the finale. Actually, what happened is you were like, this should be a season premiere. It's so fun. It should be a season premiere. And then we were like, wait, maybe it could be the finale. So now it is. Yes, the nimble life, we call that. Yes. Okay, so at 12.30, we broke for lunch, and you and I responded to wardrobe emails. So that's another thing people might not know, Sarah, is that for every episode, we get emails that have a board, meaning pictures, of each character and all the different changes they're going to wear in the episode, usually with like two or three options for each change. And then we respond with our favorites. So we um, have all these things. Here's an issue. All of these things are extremely time sensitive. So yes, because everything is moving ahead. And until we weigh in, it can't move to the next phase. So the notes for the editor, we had to get those in because the editor then has to turn around the episode because it has to continue down through the process in order to get on the air because we have very tight dates. Same with the wardrobe. The costume designer has to know what clothes we're using because often they need alterations, they need to be steamed, etc. And um, they have to be ready for shooting, which sometimes we get an email two hours before shooting, sometimes five days. It just depends on when we cast the role and when they arrive in Puerto Rico and, you know, numerous other factors. Yeah, and sometimes we say we want the pants from... Yes, change for look two on day one, look three, and can this dress be day two instead of day four? It can get very confusing. Yes. And you're right. It's like we have to respond because one of the really destructive things a showrunner can do 
is just not make decisions. We've talked about this before. The biggest part of our job is just choosing things, deciding things, just keeping things moving. Because when that, when it stalls and especially in our schedule, you just, nothing can stall. No, because it could end up costing tens slash hundreds of thousands of dollars if things stall, (laughs) which we're very aware of. Okay, then Sarah, one o'clock, you and I gave notes on the script of 210. Lisa, our great writer, Lisa is writing it with the help of Kareen, our great friend who's helping out these few weeks. And we did that while the rest of the room kept working on 212, now 213. (laughs) And then at 3.30, when that was wrapped up, we had an emergency Zoom with our production team and our studio team to talk about what the rescheduling issues are going to be and how we're going to approach that and who is where, when, and all of those things. Yes, due to our COVID situation. Yes. And then at four o'clock, we gave notes on a previously on for episode 203. So listeners probably know sometimes episodes have what we call a previously on where it sort of catches viewers up to where you are um, in case they didn't see a previous episode. And we are doing one of those for 203 because it makes sense. I won't give anything away as to why we're doing (laughs) that. Um, But again, that's just something that we give notes on. Yeah, and it's only a minute long. So the notes process is fairly simple, but you go through and you say, well, what are we learning here? Do we need to learn that thing for this episode? If not, let's take that out and put this in. So we did that until, 420 when we had another make a plan call because over the course of the day everything shifts yes (laughs) so we were talking about what we need to do the rest of the day what we need to do tomorrow the changes we may need to make because of the covid situation and we literally like okay what do we have to do before we go to sleep it gets very basic yes these are the things that must be accomplished before sleep And then at 4.30, we talked to Adam Belinoff about 2.12. He's writing 2.12, so he caught us up on where the room got to on 2.12 while we were doing other things. And then at 5, we had a call with Morgana, who is our studio executive, just kind of updating her on where various episodes are in the process and what's coming down the pipeline and when they should expect this outline, this script, this cut, all of that stuff. 5.15, we went back to our make-a-plan call. Our make-a-plan calls (laughs) often get interrupted. And then we also had to talk about podcast topics. And then that was interrupted at 5.20 by another previously on cut. The editor had done our notes and turned it back around. So we gave more notes and sent those notes back. And then at 6, we watched auditions online and made casting decisions for 2.09. It's funny because sometimes I absolutely love that part. And sometimes Mm. I absolutely hate it. You know, it just feels like, oh God, can't we just pick someone and (laughs) move things along? But it was actually really fun. 209 was a fun one to watch. It really was. And then at seven, we broke and had dinner. And then we read the second draft of 208. So Sarah, so far in our day in the life, we've covered like 203, 212, 213, 210, 209, and 208. Oh my gosh. Uh, yep, that's that's a typical day. And then 
This is not a typical day, I'm happy to report. At 9.30, we got more bad COVID news from Puerto Rico that will affect production. So then I called you, and we had a bunch of texts with our studio executives. So that was like the day started and ended with not great news. But we should say it all is working out. It's working out yes. okay, and everybody's healthy, and it's it's all right. Yes, nobody has a bad case of COVID, thank goodness. And our production team, I mean, it's such a jigsaw puzzle when to begin with. And then when things go wrong, it's like a jigsaw puzzle that someone's cut up the pieces of. Um, <laughs> and they have managed to, uh, so far... Put it all together in a way that works. Hopefully that will hold. Now we're all just kind of holding our breath. Um, No more bad news. No (laughs) more bad news. And that, Sarah, I mean, that. so that is a typical day. I mean, we'll have a day very similar to that today. Hopefully without the COVID news. Yes, without the COVID news and with a podcast recording. Yes, right. There was no (laughs) podcast recording that day. Okay, coming up, this week's Hollywood Hack will green your kitchen. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack. This is something you discovered upon moving to Ojai. Ojai, once again, yielding so much new stuff. (laughs) So much richness. Yes, and I want to, before I get into this, I want to say this is not an ad. I'm very enthusiastic about this particular product, so it's totally going to sound like an ad, but it is not. I'm not getting any money for this. Okay, so... There is this fabulous device called a Lomi. It comes from, I don't know how you pronounce the company, Pella Earth or Pila Earth. And it basically composts. I'm going to read you their description. It says it speeds up the breakdown of organic waste into smaller fragments, similar to how earthworms break down and mix plant tissue into soil, except Lomi does this without the smell and the mess. Okay, so basically what it is, it's this thing that you put, I have it in my laundry room because it's right by the kitchen on the counter. You, It has a bucket inside. You put all your food waste from the day in it. And then at the end of the day, you put it in the little device. Overnight, it composts it. And when you wake up in the morning, you have dirt to put in your garden. Yeah, it sounds too good to be true. And when you got this device, we both thought it was too good to be true. We both sort of (laughs) doubted it was going to work. You're like, I'm sure this isn't going to work, but I'm trying it. And then you were just amazed that it actually worked. You got this because Ojai has a recycling of food waste policy. Yes. And I think several counties and cities are adopting this because food waste is such a huge part of creating methane gas in landfills. So cities are trying to keep food waste out of landfills and compost it separately and all of this stuff, but it's like a huge pain. It was like, collect all your food waste, put it in a bag, put it in your green thing. I I just was like, I don't want all this food waste around. So I got the Lomi and it's just like every day, I collect the food, violets, orange peels, banana peels. You can put tea bags in it, coffee mm. grounds, oh, wow. anything left over from dinner. You just sweep it into the little bucket. Usually you have a vegetable garden. I don't think you have one right now yet. But it, when you do Not have yet. one, then I assume this dirt will be good for the vegetable garden. Is that the idea? It will be very good for the vegetable garden. But right now, you know, in the front of my house, I have lots of plants and flowers. So I literally just open the loamy every morning, take it out, dump it on the plants and flowers. They're getting a ton of nutrients. They look gorgeous. 
And my food waste is immediately being put to good use in my front yard. I absolutely love this thing. And by the way, it can also compost some compostable plastics. Wow. Yeah, I should also admit it's it's expensive. It's not like a you have to really think about it and want it before you make the purchase. Right. It's five hundred dollars. Sometimes you can get deals on them for like four fifty. Um, but I love it. I'm just like, it's probably some of the best money I've ever spent. I'm yes. really a big fan. <laughs> and again, this is not an ad. <laughs> That's how I feel about my Dyson pet vacuum, Sarah. Best money I ever spent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole 30s, Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Spain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, did you notice while we were talking about making a decision in our showrunner day of the life, Chuck uh, put uh-huh. in the chat that the road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. <laughs> that is so true. I nearly hit one of those squirrels actually oh, a couple days ago. Yes, there've got to be a lot of yeah. dead squirrels in Ojai, sadly. Yes. From the Onward Project.